And um, so welcome uh, if you're new. Uh, what we do is we'll be talking about stepping into your power, stepping into your own power. So today I want to talk about what it means to step into your power uh, by covering uh, these three points, uh, what, it, what it means, uh, what conventional wisdom or conventional thinking of stepping into your own power is about, uh, some of the pitfalls on how that that concept works or belief systems uh, to what people think it means. Uh, it's a little different um, than conventional wisdom, uh, although it, it, say, parallels with it. And then uh, uh, what XI, stepping in, into your power, so what it really means that your, say, DNA structure or your original, say, sense you know, the pure sense of stepping into your own power. <clears throat> and then what we can do, you know, steps you can take to uh, step into your own power properly. So so what it means when you, when people say stepping into your own power, and you hear, you know, you see a lot of like, women's groups uh, talk about this, you know, taking back, uh, what is that, the Me Too movement, uh, other, uh, other, other, uh, other groups like that, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the Me Too movement, uh, well, Black Lives Matter, um, uh, you know, artist groups, minority groups, they always go, you know, hey, we need to step into our own, my own power. And what they do in conventional, say, society, what that means is that you have to stifle other people, right? You have to stifle, uh, other people to, for you to step into your own power or, uh, then, it's either stifling other people by the way they stifle other people. Uh, and let's just take a deep breath in. Guys, and I'll just work on you guys as a group. So this is more of a experiential learning phase will, where you start to say feel the frequencies uh, as I, uh, I don't want to say teach, uh, maybe lecture, but maybe let's say talk, talk about, uh, talk about the subjects. And just settle in because you guys are feeling it anyway. So... So the bigger version of, say, stepping into your own power is, one, stepping away from time and space. Right? So stepping away from your limited idea of who you are, because how can you step into your own power if you're, say, limited by time and space? Right? Uh, and stepping into your own power very parallels closely to, say, uh, willpower. Right? In this conventional reality or in time and space, you don't have willpower. There's just, there's just no way that you can. Look at the way you're born, especially if you're handicapped uh, or, or, say, a little short on, you know, whatever it might be, <clears throat> right, looks or or wealth or, you know, uh, physical uh, intelligence, whatever it might be, right? Can, can you have free will? Obviously, you can't because, you're, again, you're stunted or limited by, say, the physicalness of your being, right? You can bypass all that. By again stepping from say your one percent over into your ninety nine percent that's what real that's what it really means to say, step into your power okay? uh, so imagine what you could do if you and I talked briefly about it, but as a whole you know when you when you can step into your own power in that essence, not only can you say resolve your own life issues but then Imagine the loved ones. Imagine if you had kids and you were, say, a complete being, right? Integrated with that integration of your 1% and your 99%, because both aspects are needed. Some some of you, again, through religions and all that, you know, you stepped away from your power. You can't feel power if you were completely, say, in spirit form. So, So that's another concept for us to understand. But But the point is, with that, is like, well... You know, that doesn't make sense. You know, of course, of course we can't. But then if you look at, say, the religions, uh, if you, if you look at, say, uh, you know, the spiritual movements and so on like that, what do they do? They forget about the physical being of who you are, right? All religions is that, you know, this life doesn't really matter. This is life is just a test. This life is a burden. This life is, you know, you know, fill in the blank on, on how you've experienced life. Right, uh, and then you just wait for the afterlife. 
Well, right there, you say you lost, well, one, your credibility uh, to your maker or if you believe in that space. Uh, um, but, but more importantly, you can't step into your grandness even after death in that, say, situation, in that, say, conventional wisdom. So, so that's, you know, that's one problem we have there. So the way XI sees it is that, again, stepping into your own power is that you start to analyze, you start to understand what your, say, timeless being is. Some of you might call it your spirit, your grander version, your essence. Uh, I would call it your pure presence or your timeless being. So, uh, and, and when you step from, say, your 1% of who you are and you merge together with the 99% of who you are, that's, say, stepping into your own power. And that's what, say, that if you think of, say, where stepping into your own power comes from, that's the original version or that's the original notion of what that means. You're stepping into your grander version of who you are because right? everybody lives out of their grander version. That's why I use that example, right? You have this door. You've, you're living outside the, the essence of who you are. You have a door that you unlock, and you can walk into, say, the bigger, grander version of who you are, where, where you have access to, say, all the possibilities that you need. And you don't need all the possibilities, but just knowing that all the possibilities are available to you, whether it's good or bad. So when I say all possibilities, I mean all possibilities, right? Um, again, not just the good. So that's another aspect and that we really don't understand about stepping into your own power, is that, you know, when you do that, you claim, say, this right to be a grand being, but to be a grand being, you can't step away from the dark and into the light. It just doesn't work out that way. Because one, you can't differentiate, right? If everything was just, say, white, uh, you couldn't differentiate who you were. You couldn't differentiate your if you were powerful or powerless in any way. So what XI deems stepping into your own power is about is that you'd be climbing, say, that level uh, of identity or level of power, whichever way you, you call it, uh, right dead center. So you have the light, you have the dark, and then you want to be on top or master. And that is uh, the original version. Again, you would master both sides if you want to claim your power. You couldn't do it any other way, by the way. However, uh, again, stepping, stepping backwards, conventional wisdom, and I'm just comparing the two, uh, uh, conventional wisdom or conventional thought is that, uh, again, you're just this, when you're stepping in, into this power, you're just a grander version of, who, you know, who you are with, uh, and in, well, a sainthood, so to speak. Sainthood, uh, angels, uh, all those, all those identities, that's what most humans think uh, stepping into your own power would be like. And it's not. Or even a god. Right? Uh, God is pure and God is, uh, you know, all loving and stuff. Not so. Uh, look at all the stuff that happens, you know, in nature. doesn't look like uh, a lot of love right there if you look at it from a, a very low perspective. But at a higher perspective, you know, the conditions of, of love are very, very different. They're very, very pure and they're very, very concise. Um, so, so stepping into your own power also means that, um, you know, your emotional state is very different. Most individuals, you know, operate from a, an emotional state that is very insecure, and you're always defending who you are. You're defending who yourself, uh, who you, who your self identity is, and then it turns into defending your pro property, right? Uh, whether it's you know your spouse, your kids, your money, your intellect, and so on like that, right? You're always defending. So is that really say stepping into your own power? It's it's really not. Uh, stepping into your own power, the the XI way, uh, or the original form of it, is that is that you would step into that height of awareness that's so grand that you really don't need to say protect your space. You really don't even need to say uh, claim your space. You don't have to be, you know, say, uh, climbing up on top of the mountain, shouting out, you know, I'm, you know, this grand grand being or I'm this powerful being, uh, you just are. You just naturally are. Uh, I guess a good example 
would be the mountain. So instead of being on top of the mountain or climbing the mountain or conquering that mountain, again, that's what most people think in the conventional way, right? You have to climb, you have to overcome um, these obstacles to 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 really feel the power. But in a lot of situations, you know, when people say climb out of the obstacles, they haven't really climbed out of the obstacles. They haven't really resolved those obstacles, those those issues deep inside. They've just found a better way to mask it and hide hide it or bury the hell out of it deep inside. Right? So look at any um, um, any successful individual, uh, and then uh, if you know any successful individual at a personal level. They're just a person with a lot of troubles that have um, uh, that have a, that have say a lot of money or success. Uh, the only difference is that uh, people who don't have a lot of money they still have a lot of troubles. So these guys they just they've just have a better way of say looking better with all the troubles that they have. So so again it's about burial, right? And that's what stepping into you know your own power. Or stepping into the powers is about in the conventional, say, strand or wisdom uh, of that. In the Axai way, and as a note, I didn't develop Axai. I didn't create it. Uh, I just dis- you know, discovered it. It's been around for, for well, uh, way beyond time. It has been around. These are just the physics principles. I've just named it or labeled it Axai. Right? Um, the, in the XI modality or method is that you are the mountain. If you look at a mountain, it just, it just is, right? It is powerful. It doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to show off. Uh, and I just want to say that's another claim too is that people start to become egotistical when they step in their own power. They have to say step on other people, which shows you that you're not in your power. If you're always, say, forcing or always trying to prove, not necessarily to other people, but that's what happens, but you're actually trying to prove to yourself that, you know, you are this powerful being. Well, you're not. Uh, if you always have to prove, right? People should, should just know. Uh, again, the mountain example. You know, the mountain doesn't come, come and, um, you know, destroy you. It doesn't, it doesn't move. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't do anything. But, uh, again, you push against the mountain and it'll push back. It, it, you have to, you have to, uh, say, live in accordance to, say, the, 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 the climate uh, of that mountain. That makes sense to you. Say that you're climbing up, right, 15, 20, whatever, 30,000 feet, right? That mountain dictates that you adhere to the standards of that mountain. Otherwise, you perish. So that mountain doesn't do anything, by the way. Right? It's just there. So it's a consciousness. So humans, um, and you might compare. Well, you know, humans are different. They're really not. You know, an individual can be that powerful where you don't have to do anything, and you can prove, say, your your presence. Again, stepping into your own power, right? Your higher self, where those individuals. They can just stand there and win an argument. They can just stand there and command a room, right? Dictate a room. They can just stand there and no matter who has the title or who has the money, you know, that person, say, walks into the room and, you know, all eyes or that presence or that power goes back to the, to, to that being, right? So this bypasses how much money somebody has, how much clout physical clout somebody has and all that. So uh, it's actually happened to me, by the way. You know, very famous individual, you know, uh, you know, walked into, say, their seminars or rooms, and then within a very short time, you know, you could feel the tension as, you know, they lost, say, their power, right, or their ego. Uh, and it, it, didn't, it didn't say transfer to me, but you can see, you know, Followers or people who say would look up to that person just gravitate to to another uh, another individual that, that that was me. So, uh, and I say that n- not as an ego statement, but you know that's really power. That's real power when people don't even know who you are. Right? When people don't don't even know who you are, don't even know your successes, don't even know anything about you, and they just gravitate towards you. So 
How, how does that work? It, it's quite amazing. Right? You, again, in that say state, what happens is that, well, you don't have to prove yourself. You are the proof in itself. Uh, those individuals who, um, you know, try to push and shove and say, I'm all this and I'm all that, you don't have to do anything like that. Your resonance, your frequency is so powerful. People look at you and you're, um, let's see how I can say this. So when, when people in, the, in this conscious realm, uh, in this level, you know, people are impressed by titles, or credentials, uh, um, see power, right? Who they know and all that. But you know, those are very limited. Uh, again, that's only one percent. So, so people who all the money that people somebody has or can have billions or trillions of dollars, that's only limited to your one percent. Imagine that. All the knowledge that you have, again, limited to your one percent. You know, all the wealth and uh, connections, physical connection they can. Again, that's only in the 1% realm that you exist. So in comparison to the 99% that's out there, imagine the, the power difference. So even if, say, the most wealthiest man, right, uh, you compare that to somebody who's already, who's come into, say, that high space, right, of stepping into their 99%. Uh, in a very short time, um, that say that wealthy man, and that will say appear uh, very shortly. By the way, uh, will start to say crumble. Uh, their wealth will have no value in front of that individual. Okay, so so that is again stepping into your power. So um, so let's talk about say the logistics because it's not just about uh, power. Okay, it's it's a state of being. So when an individual is in a state of being, and this is different than what most people sense as well, when an individual, say, steps into that being, right, that, that higher level of who they are, uh, all aspects of them have to be congruent. And that's another aspect of stepping into your own power. There is no weakness within you. Right? Um, there's no holes. Right? Uh, if you were a bucket and, you know, you got, um, if you were... You know, so if you're a bucket and you were filled with this power, there would be, again, no holes leaking out, right? So all aspects of you, again, would be complete, right? Your relationships, your your uh, spiritual understanding or religious understanding, your uh, you would have money, whether, and again, that depends on your lifestyle. So whatever that you needed would, you know, show up. Obviously, there'd be work for you. Your relationships would be fantastic. Obviously, your health, even bypassing the concepts and idea of, 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 of aging, you know, starts to go away. So in that, in that essence, you know, stepping into your own power is, is really about, say, a completeness where you're completely, say, centered within yourself. Uh, where there is no ego, but you have access to all the possibilities that are available to you, where you are naturally abundant, where you don't have to force uh, yourself onto others or force your position of power upon others to step into your power. You don't have to, say, coerce, uh, disguise, lie, uh, manipulate in any way, you know, just say the way media does or say the way the, the dark states you know, most people think that, you know, like a Bill Gates or, you know, Rothschild and those those individuals have that power. They're, you know, they're that power. They're not. Again, they, in comparison, they pale against the power that, you know, is really up there. Uh, and, again, that's another topic, uh, those, those, those individuals. Uh, so we're not going to get into that, but just to give you an example. Okay. Uh, so let's, uh, let's take a deep breath in. And we'll talk about some of the conventional ways of people that step in. And so uh, I'm just going to continue with what I said earlier and just to reiterate, you know, when people start to claim their power, what happens is that usually when people step into their power, usually they've been a victim personality. They've been a victim personality or they've pushed, been pushed around in life or in, you know, at a frequency level 
or uh, again pushed around by life or people or by situations, and they get so say say so fed up that they what they have to step into their power, right? But if they're not awakened, and we'll just use a trajectory of a of a common person uh, that rises into say stepping into your own power. So and, and this would relate to uh, who's the guy from. Facebook, uh, Peter Zucker, Zuckerman, yeah, so say Zuckerman or Bill Gates or uh, say some nerd that got, gets pushed around, right, in in elementary school and all that. And again, these are just examples. Obviously, there's many other ways that that people get pushed around, but, but most people find that power stepping into that own power because, and these, I'll use these three, th- three examples, uh, or many women. By the way, right? Uh, again, like I was saying, uh, the 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 women's movement, the Me Too movement, or if you're colored and so on, you've got the black movement and uh, and all that other stuff that's there. So what happens is is a couple scenarios of uh, people stepping in or claiming is that say they've been bullied around. Uh, actually, all those three gentlemen, uh, I see that they've been bullied around. So they, what they do is they they get really intellectual. Right, they escape the physicalness of their body, and they get really intellectual, and they get really smart. Uh, and then, uh, I don't want to talk about, say, selling out their consciousness or anything like that. But over time, you know, that perpetuates them to 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 they have they have a grudge, say, against society, or they have a grudge against humanity, or they have a grudge against humans. Let's say, right? And basically. Uh, what that means is like when I get successful, I'm going to show them that I am something. So when I get successful, basically what they're saying is I'm going to show them that I've got power or I'm going to step into my own power. Uh, in fact, most of the people who become successful are of this nature. If you if you go to any motivational seminar, uh, the first say it's a four hour seminar the first say half of the seminar is the trials and tribulations of what that person went to to become the success that they have no matter who you go in fact you know I was supposed to be signed up with this um, I don't know one of the biggest you know seminar uh, agencies, you know that, uh, and it's like Moss. You have to tell them all the trials and tribulations of how you got successful and stuff. And it's like, well, uh, mine was a fantastic experience. <laughs> I did go through the trials and tribulations, but you know, I, I you know, I, and all that stuff. But it was a really a learning and growth and expansive experience. You know, I didn't get, you know, obviously I get pushed around, you know, bullied, but you know, I grew and expanded. It, it wasn't say I didn't have a uh, 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 I wasn't against anybody to pit, say, uh, or to, you know, have that anger, like being bullied and you're so angry, but you can't do anything. So, you know, you bury that deep inside you and then later on you become successful and then, you know, you try to control all of society, for example. Uh, again, that's a Bill Gates example. Right? I, I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I was pushed around or I was bullied and, you know, um, all that stuff. But I, I allowed myself to expand rather than to, say, uh, be compressed. And that's the difference uh, in stepping into your power um, as you go up the ladder of success compared to the other way. So I'll just go into the details of, of the mechanics there uh, as we uh, take another deep breath and... and um, uh, and notice how you're feeling. Notice that it's not really an emotional state for you anymore. From what I'm sensing, yeah, from what I'm analyzing from you guys, again, there's different groups, or some of you might be hyper-emotional, which is good. You're just releasing all that stuff, I'd say. Uh, and then, hopefully in a short time, hopefully in this session, you'll feel you know, uh, a higher level of emotion, right? It's like, okay. Uh, I gotta get going or stepping in, so that's a good sign. But most of you are already there. Do you notice that? Again, you're not being pushed. You're not a victim mentality anymore. Even now, as I speak, from what I'm seeing, you're not using it to to propel you. Although it's a good propellant, and I'll, and I'll give you the pitfalls as, as I go through this example. 
but many of you already are seeing it from, say, a more expansive experience rather than, say, I need something to propel me to step into my own power. So, so as we take a deep breath in, so say you're, you got bullied. Um, and Chris Rock actually has a fantastic joke, a really fantastic comedian. Uh, I love the guy. Uh, he goes, you know, thank God for bullies. You know, you can't eliminate bullies because there would be no great inventions. There would, but there wouldn't be a cure for cancer or any of the things that we have if we didn't, you know, if we didn't have those people that got bullied, right? And it's true, uh, unfortunately. And this is the reason why, because people get pushed and shoved to a, to to such a state that they literally explode directionally into. Oh yeah, I'm gonna show the world. And what do they do? Their whole life becomes a, 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 a goal of being so perfect and learning all the possibilities of, you know, whatever avenue it is, you know, uh, programming, you know, being a great, you know, trying to fix uh, something or whatever it might be. It, it doesn't really matter, but it becomes, I guess, a ruthless end. At the end, and again, you can prove my point by looking at all the people that have gone that route. Okay, uh, they're mavericks right in the beginning, or they seem to be mavericks in the beginning, because in the past they were again bullied or pushed around. And this is just one segment. I'll, I'll, I'll give you other segments, but but I would say ninety percent of people that want to step into their own power, like even at you know uh, your level, that individual level. Uh, is about that you've had enough of, say, the status quo. You've had enough of your spouse or your kids or society, right, pushing you around. So, so that's why, again, it's the same pattern. I'm just using an extreme one just to, just to, um, have a clearer point. So they get pushed around, uh, again, they, and that's what propels them through life so much that they bypass all the limitations or all the blocks that every person that who is on the road to success, go through. No matter who you are, you're going to go through the same blocks. Now, there's different, you know, there's different scenarios. Say you didn't, you don't understand the language. You have to learn the language or whatever. But still, that's part of the process, right? But all the roadblocks of success as you go or climb up that, you know, the, the mountain of success to conquer it, it's really all the same for everybody. Everybody has to conquer because success patterns are there for everybody, right? They're all the same all across the board, whether you're, um, you know, a saint, whether you're uh, Jesus or whether, you know, you're, uh, again, the Rothschilds or head of a dark corporation or a brilliant corporation. It doesn't matter. Or Mother Teresa, success patterns are all the same. It's one thing that you have to understand, okay? Uh, And I'll say that again, success patterns. They're all the same, no matter what side you're on, so to speak. So they 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 bypass those blocks at an amazing speed because they've got so much momentum or basically so much hatred uh, deep inside. And what they do is like they become really successful, uh, but that does, unfortunately it doesn't really change. They're driven by that hatred more and more because because it's not about, say, being bullied or pushed around anymore. It's about domination. And, and again, that's not, that's not stepping into your own power. It's about dominating and controlling people. So what that means is that that bullying pattern, which brought them success, is, what happens there is that that bullying uh, frequency, it's still built in. So the more money they make or the more power they get, uh, they become more and more aware that they're less powerful. So they'd have to create more and more power. Okay? So that's an extreme example, right? And then you get individuals, again, like, say, Bill Gates, Rothschilds, and, you know, all those people that want to conquer the world. Basically, that's, right? They want to step into their own power. And then they use the excuse of, well, I'm doing this to, say, save a country, or I'm using God's will, right? They get really, say, religious or really egotistical because they need more of a, 
more of a directional say catalyst to push them forward because uh, again they're not say re- stepping into their own power in that realm in that in that method doesn't it, it's not perpetual it doesn't hold its momentum so you would have to use more and more excuses or more and more say goals to reach to keep that momentum going so again it's not you know you don't have real power so put it at your level let's step back a bit and notice how you try to use your pattern of trying to step into your own power by bullying people or by pushing people around for example or by going shit i'm not going to take it anymore right uh some people you know get into physical fights uh and argue you know it's like they start welling up inside you know they start exploding uh and and you know they blow up and one day you know they go kill their spouse and all that stuff again and and people will say hey you know i stepped into my own power you know deep down inside they might feel really good but then obviously there's some negative attributes to to stepping into your own power that way right so so uh or you know worse yet people people start to pass laws uh, to control others, like this COVID thing, you know, a lot of the things, uh, it's not about health and public safety or anything like that because, you know, the science doesn't really back it up. But again, it's about all those government mechanisms like I predicted a while back, two, three, maybe four years ago, uh, those individuals who are in power that lose that power, right? So they want to step into it more so they would have to use control. But look at your life again. So I'm just giving you the bigger example, but the important thing is about you. We're talking about you, how I can help you step into your own, say, that grandness. So uh, let's take a deep breath in. If you start to, to grasp the concept that Conventional stepping in to that power, if we start to understand it that it's a directional force forward, right? so the mechanics behind it is, is that you're in point A. Okay? You're in point A and you want to get to point B. So basically you're in a hole. And you want to, you know, you're in a hole and you want to go basically into another hole that looks better for you. So, so, and I, and I explained this, uh, you know, maybe a couple of days ago on the 18 days. So if, you, if you're not familiar with the 18 days, uh, you can go to the website, masajani.com and look at the 18 days. It's really the fastest way to transform your life, uh, hands down. Okay? Uh, and it's been proven again hundreds of thousands of times. Um, but imagine yourself a, a dot, okay? Imagine yourself as a dot, again, a coordinate, right? Like you're in a GPS, Google Maps, okay? uh, and you ask it where you are, and it shows you that you're a dot. So stepping into your own power is that you want to go from where you are, who you are, to another point. So hopefully you can imagine or visualize that. But in reality, what you're doing is that, say, your higher essence of who you are, imagine that within that dot, there's a circle around you, okay? So there's a circle around you, and that circle is basically your environment. That's, that circle is your self-image, your identity, uh, who you think you are, your body structure, your, your you know, the way you look, uh, your emotional state, uh, how you get ill, uh, again, the makeup of who you are, right? So you hate the circle or the environment that you're swimming in. You're in that soup, so to speak. And again, you hate uh, the taste of the soup that you've created, the soup of life that you've created. And then what you do is you, again, you've got that circle, and then you step out of that circle and you create another identity of who you are. 
Okay? So there's a lot of issues with that. One, you still are the environment that you walked away from. Again, if you're addicted, if you're abused, if you've been bullied, like I said, right, you basically walked away so you have, you create distance from point A to where, where you are to point B to where you are. So you still have those issues, but you've tried to move away, so to speak, by stepping into your own power or trying to step into your own power by claiming something, again, whether it's success, whether it's um, you know getting back at somebody, right, uh, uh, bullying others, um, whether it's uh, relationships, whatever it is, right, you're hiding the fact. Besides, you're empty because you don't know who you are, because there's no, say, circle. So what you do to define, say, or create a circle around you is you buy stuff or you have intellectual property, you go to school and you learn about everything around you and you try to create that circle, but that circle is still not you because you're still connected to your old self. That's somewhere else. Again, point A. Hopefully that's clear. So what you want to do, the XI say stepping into your power is that is that you're in point A, that circle is around you, right? You want to get to point B. What you want to do is you want to stay in point A, but you clean up your environment where you are. So you get rid of your addictions, you get rid of your abuse patterns, you get, and that's why it's a lot harder for people to really step into their own power because they have to look inwards. They have to look at who they are at a deeper level. They have to look at that, you know, mirror uh, or that reflection in the mirror and see themselves for who they are. And that's the toughest thing that anybody can do, especially if you've been bullied because you get to see why, say, you've been bullied or you've been hated on or the way you get you're treated. You get to see that you're the cause of, you know, being bullied. You're the cause of being getting beat up. You're the cause of the victim. I'm not blaming you, but there's a frequency deep inside, right, that allows that to happen to you, right? And again, I'm not blaming you, so just note that. I'm just saying to really, say, fix yourself. Uh, you really need to get rid of that pattern. And people who've gone through the process, you know, again, they clean up and magically, uh, or maybe not so magically, uh, they don't get bullied anymore. They don't get pushed around anymore. They don't have those distorted relationships anymore. So in, in when you really step into your own power, you have that circle. Basically, as you clean up, you dominate your space more. People can actually say, feel that frequency that I was talking about. And you can expand into point, say, B. That makes sense to you. You still are where you are. But you expand, that circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger to, say, till it covers point B, point B and beyond. That makes sense to you. I wish I had a, I wish this was on a Zoom call or something. I could draw it out for you. But when you do that, not only do you not lose your identity or yourself, but you claim more of your identity because you're a grand version, right? You're that 99% all-powerful being, you know, if you were um, not stuck to time and space or, you know, if you were your spirit, right? You would be that grand version of who you are. That's why that sphere, I'm sorry, that circle, it actually is a sphere, but the circle in this in this example, that circle would expand in accordance to how, say, enlightened or how powerful you can hold on to, yeah, how how much power of you of you can you can bring into say this this physical state or your physical being, again, which wipes out all those things uh, again, bully mechanisms, victim mechanisms, or you know, lack of identity, basically, right? Uh, and then. Not only is point B available to you, but just think if you created a bigger circle, all aspects or possibilities of, of, of that B all around you, say, open up for you. And a, lot, and a lot of times, say, you expand into what you 
really desire, you can actually say find something else that's even even more desirable and even more beneficial for you that you didn't even know about. So so that that really opens you up into again that power state that you want to be in, but it also gets you closer to free will. Because at the level that you'd be at, you know, free will would be limited to the thing that you know about, which is only, say, 1%, not even 1%. So just to give you an example, you know, whether it's hearing or, or visual perception, right, out of all the light that can be, um, is available to us, we just see a sliver that we call colors. A uh, better example, maybe for 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 you, is that you know our hearing can only go to a certain pitch, and then we can't hear beyond that. So those frequencies are still there. Dogs can hear it very well. Their ears are readily available to say, you know, feel those. Free- Just because you can't hear it or you can't sense it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So how can you have free will, or how can you have the possibilities uh, that that you don't even know about exists if you are, say, wanting free will or having to step into your own power. Stepping into your own power also means that, well, you have access to the possibilities that are available to you and beyond. Uh, In the conventional way, stepping into your own power would mean that you covet what you've created. You hold on to it dearly. So is that really stepping into your own power, right? You create a very successful company on an invention. And then basically that invention, well, gets old, but you still hold on to it. You don't grow and expand, right? Or you have, or that, you know, that creates money for you, but then you covet the money. You don't want to lose the money, especially if your, say, product uh, or service isn't needed anymore in this reality, in this world happens all the time, right? Companies go under and so on, and then those people who are all powerful, well, they're not powerful anymore, right? Uh, Or entertainers, for example, right? They're all these grand grand beings, and they go, yes, I've stepped into my own power, but then what happens to them after their has-beens, right? Why did they lose their power if they actually stepped into it? So, again, all those examples or maybe even some could relate to you. You know, you're all powerful and all this grandness until, say, somebody died around you. And then you're out. Uh, or you got divorced or separated, right? And then your, your, your life went to shambles. Or your kids moved out. Or your kids died. Or, you know, or, you know, just fill in the blank, you know, according to your own experiences. So was that really stepping in, into your own power? So when people, again, um, get kicked in the ass from situations like that, and then they create another uh, opportunity to step into their own power, basically it's the same cycle that happens again. So the next time, say you're, say that, you know, you, you got bullied, you stepped into your own power, right, by creating success. Right now, you're on top of the world, and people think you're on top of the world. Again, obviously, you're not. Uh, your company goes bankrupt. You've lost your identity. You know, you, you get drunk and all that stuff. It takes you a couple of years, and then what do you do? You have another idea. So this time, what will happen is that you will covet the, the idea. You'll hold on to it, cling on to it even more. Uh, and I've used success a lot, but but look at the look at the religions out there. Look at the spiritual movements and concepts and ideas that people hold on to and covet, or the person that you covet because you're afraid of losing them. So so in conventional wisdom or conventional society, you know, when people step into their own power, they lose the power that they that that brought them in to say that euphoria or that grandness because they're afraid of say that power source the power source shouldn't be anything of of a time bound nature like money uh success um uh, identities 
like a role, title, um, uh, a relationship. You can't be or you can't have complete power in any of those situations because, well, they're time-bound. So basically they deteriorate over time. That's what time-bound means, by the way. Anything that's time-bound deteriorates over time. And what we do is we covet. And by covet, I mean you hold on to it so tightly so, one, it doesn't die off. But if it's time, if it's a time-bound, say, success or power, you can't – it cannot die off. It cannot help dying off, no matter what you do, right? No matter what you do, it has to die off. Imagine, you know, a, a campfire. You're on this campfire. So, you know, you've got that little piece of wood that's, you know, burning into charcoal, right, or ashes. That would be your success mechanism. That would be your relationships. That would be whatever. Again, so the more brilliance of light it has or shows upon you, right, the more that you know that, well, it's, it's, it's an exchange. So when that happens, you would have to add more wood into it somehow. Again, another physical time-bound power play or you would have to consume others to create that energy, to create that light that you feel as power. Does that make sense to you? Hopefully it does. So uh, let's take a deep breath in. And again, you know, all the examples that I'm using, they're not far-fetched. They're not, you know, um, like some of the philosophers that are out there or some of those, you know, great individuals, you know, their theories and, and you know, their, their, their expansive, like, quotes uh, or statements, you know, that can fit into anything. But, uh, and, you know, it's like out there, it never really happens, right? Or the possibilities uh, exist out there. But these are like solid cases or solid evidence. And I just want to bring up in today's, in today's situation with COVID and so on, you're starting to see you know, the grandness or people who have, the billions of people who have stepped into their own power in that way, well, the wood that is supplying their brilliance, let's just say they're running out of it, okay? So, and they're really, say, struggling. Some of some of those individuals might be you. Uh, again, some people, you know, might have more expensive wood but it's still, say, the same limited, uh, limited quantity because it's a time bound, right? Um, so you might hold on to, say, um, um, uh, at the at the lower levels, let's say, okay, where power power doesn't exist. For example, Let, let's talk about that, okay? So to kind of bring it home, you know, middle income, so to speak, or, or um, yeah, or low income or no income. Uh, let's talk about those kind of, those kind of say patterns and where people step into their own power for for a second. So we can so we can so we can understand that it's not just about money because I think there's a separation. It's like some of you go, well, thank God I'm not that successful and all that because you know now I'm safe. Well, you're not that safe. You just have a different say way to claim your power. So what individuals do say at these levels. Okay, is that they covet or they start to control one their families, their family value structures. They hold on to belief systems or identities. So the more intellect you covet or you hold on to, the less say that you would believe into, the less you believe in religion and spirituality. That's why. That's why there's that trade-off. It's not that they're any more. It's not that they're any smarter. Right? Or they're, it's not that they're more intellectual and, you know, they, 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 they don't believe in, say, uh, again, a religious and spiritual, you know, entity out there. Although it is pretty fictitious. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into that aspect. But again, it's not that, uh, see, it's not that, that, that stuff doesn't exist, let's say. It does exist. I mean, I'm in that world all the time in its purest form, like many of you who practice XI, uh, outside of religion and spirituality, by the way. Um, so these individuals, again, as you get more intelligent um, or as you get 
make more money. Right? What what happens? You become all powerful, or you you know you so to speak step into your own power. Well, you don't need God as much. You don't need spirituality as much. That's why it's not about belief. Although they would claim that you know it doesn't make sense, right? The Bible or the you know the Quran or you know whatever book that out there. And again, it doesn't make sense. But it just proves to them that they don't need that stuff. That's why there's a there's a shift. So they don't believe in any aspect, but they would blame, say, the the, the misconceptions in those belief systems. Again, because they think they're all that powerful. So, so in say the lower where people had don't have control like that, right? They, where they can't control the masses, or they don't have a lot of money and all that, or connections. What they do is they would hold on to a belief. And you see that in in today's society, right? They're so weak, they're so weak-minded, they don't have the power uh, of whatever, uh, again, money or control uh, or intellect, um, or they have intellect, but they don't, they can't use it to, again, control the masses. So, um, so they don't have that power. So what they would do is hold on to a belief or an idea or a concept. Right. And I'll just give you an, uh, an extreme example, but again, fit it into your example uh, of life to benefit you. Those individuals who are really, say, weak-minded, and they listen to media, and then they would believe, you know, the science uh, of, say, wearing masks is going to be really healthy. So propaganda, basically. Right? They would listen to that propaganda because that's all, and they would hold on to it. It doesn't matter whether it's true. Whatever, say, a bigger power says, again, it's kind of getting away from it, but again, it's a, it's a, I think it's a viable example. They would hold on to whatever, say, a power source tells them because they see it from a power source. It's like if it's from a power source, the government or whatever, right? An intellectual person, somebody who has credentials, somebody who is, say, successful, a doctor, a, a lawyer, a businessman, whatever, it must be true. Basically, that's what they think because they don't think highly of themselves. So these people, they have a credentials. They've made it. So it's like, I should trust them because I want to be like them. It's not that they're um, the facts that they're giving you is true or based on, say, science, although even science has gotten you know messed up because of these... You know, Science has gotten messed up uh, again because of coercion and so on. So, so uh, again, let's just say the the, the common man. They that, and that's why they believe in that stuff that the higher ups tell them to, and then they covet that as a source of power. So, so, so in a deeper level, or the way the way you know I, I see frequencies. So what happens is you know. The power, the power that's there, the physicalness uh, of, the, of this realm, people who have money and so on like that, they have, they give the common man, say, a spark of their power, or like an ember, right? And they covet that. So the, the common man starts to covet the knowledge and the misinformation of the person that's above them. Does that make sense to you? So they, so, so that means. So, and this sets up the stage for you, okay? So this is where somebody that, say, doesn't have the money, okay, or anything like that, what happens is that they look at that person and they compare their themselves with that successful person. Again, from that ember, reading books or whatever that might be, right? They get an idea or concept of what success or power should be like. So when people step into their own power, even if they don't have the money, they come from that same, say, frequency. So they would bully around people uh, again, and then they they're they're at the lower levels, you know, like say let's just say senators or mayors or whatever. And I'm not talking about all, but I'm just giving extreme examples. They get into say lower level power positions again on their way up, right? Uh, and they would dictate down rules and laws and stuff like that that, uh, again, control other people, just like, you know, the 
the higher ups control the masses. They start to control. They start to control their kids, their wives, and so on like that. It happens all the time. So, so with the mask thing, uh, again, people believe something, and then they try to enforce it, and that's what's really sad. Because the media and everybody knows how to manipulate people so badly, right? And people crave that power. So, and you've seen people, people who wear these masks so rigidly. And by the way, I did a uh, six personalities of, uh, and what type of personality uh, the way you wear your mask is. So I, I've got that coming for you, okay? Which is really interesting. And it really hits home because I, 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 you know, I scan, I analyze those people and, you know, write down or, or tell you the underlying reasons why people wear the masks the way they do or how uh, they wear the masks. So so they covet that power that that mask gives them because, again, that's what media tells them to, right? It's the right thing to do. It's your intelligence if you wear that. Other people who don't wear masks, for example, they're too dumb, they're backdated and, and so on. They're not listening to the science and all that, right? It elevates them. So they think they're stepping into that power. So they wear, they see somebody without a mask, and you can, I get that look all the time. You know, it's like you're a fucking idiot. You're backwards. You're, you know what I mean. You're, you're, you're low level. You're low class. Whatever it is, right? They create that power struggle. So again, so, and I'm giving you that extreme example, but most people operate that way when they start stepping into their own power or they have some kind of success. They drop others. Right? They destroy others or they control others or basically they step on others to, to, to say, keep them ascending higher. Unfortunately, you know, they, they, you know, they have to keep on stepping on more and more and more and more people to get to the higher realms. And that's the trajectory of, say, conventional, say, wisdom. So, uh, I've actually talked quite a bit. It wasn't meaning to go this long. But um, so you can see, again, all the different ways that people have stepped into their own power unknowingly uh, into this big chasm that basically, say, sucks the power right out of them. Because when you get into the higher realms or when you step into those that power play, even at the, say, lower levels uh, or the masses or the common man, uh, you get sucked into a void, and many of you might have experienced that, right? Uh, you're not a victim anymore, but you still have to bully other people to stay not a victim, right? Uh, you've been pushed around a lot, uh, or, you know, you, you say, come into a control before you were controlled, and then you control, right? So basically you control others, uh, or say that you've been abused. You, you don't, you hate that, so you step into your own power, so to speak. Uh, and then what happens is that you abuse others. Although when people go through that process, they'll go, you know, when I grow up, I'm never going to abuse other people again. But since they don't have their own identity or their own power, what do they do, right? It was a way for them. So, so in that situation, and I just want to, because some of you, uh, might be like that, uh, uh, and you go, why am I like that, right? Because I didn't want to ever happen that to, again, now I'm, you know, treating my kids or my spouse the same way. So say that you're, you know, young and you get abused, and maybe it's, say, a quarter of the people here uh, listening in. You're young and you get abused. That, that, that abuser looks all powerful to you, especially when you're young. Right? It's like they have the power. They just look at you and you just, like, melt or cower or, you know, get subdued or do whatever that they say. So when you grow up uh, and there's no other, say, possibilities for you, there's no other examples for you, right? You don't want to get pushed around like that anymore. So what do you do, right? Since that was your only example that worked, because you look around and you go, shit, that, that's not all powerful. They're not all powerful. You know, they've got issues. So, and that's the, again, the only example that was viable for you and it worked because it you know, controlled the hell out of you and even abused you. So what do you do? You adopt that pattern and you use it upon other people to step into your own power. Right? And it sounds kind of far-fetched, but look at the deeply religious individuals. They're really, some of them are really fucked up. Right? Their kids, 
right? They're 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 so weak and insecure. They want to be you know stepping into their own power and be that powerful being that God dictates that they are, right? Uh, their kid says a swear word and they get beat up, right? They get black and blue marks all over them, right? You know, that shit happens. That's not stepping into your own power. So you can see all the differences between, say, conventional um, uh, paradigms of, of stepping into your own power and the XI paradigm 